This is Big Sky Lead, a dive into the stories about how government and politics drive the direction of Montana. This podcast is from the reporters of the Montana State News Bureau in Helena, your eyes and ears on state government. It's produced by me, Tom Bridge. Our team brings you an examination of Montana's new landscape with new laws, a new governor, and a new Republican dominance across all of state government. I'm here with Tom Kuglin of the Montana State News Bureau, and today we are going to talk about elk management and potentially significant changes to elk management. Tom, um, tell us about this proposal from Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Sure, Tom. So yesterday uh, we got our first uh, our first release of information on what um, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is um, going to be doing. Um, they're going to be proposing, I should say, um, as they rewrite the uh, the uh, hunting regulations for the next two years. Uh, what they released is um, an outline of proposals for 14 Central Montana hunting regulations. Um, all the districts in question are far above objective and objective is um, how many elk the agency says should be there Um, and they're all hunted under what's called a limited permit so it's a lottery that hunters put in for and if you draw it you get to go hunt uh, basically a trophy bull Mm -hmm. in that area so uh, the the changes are pretty um, uh, pretty pretty dramatic from what um, is the status quo Um, in several of the districts they're talking about um, just putting permits on public land, cutting the number of permits in half, and then allowing hunting with a general license for bulls on private land. Um, the other districts, some of them are a di- combination of either just raising the quota on number of permits to um, allowing general hunting during the rifle season or during the archery season to getting rid of the permits altogether. Okay, so so you what we have is. Uh, 14 hunting districts, primarily in central Montana, that have been over-objective for a while now. And the goal is to, or the attempt through this proposal, is to remove limited entry bull tags. How does that bring elk numbers down to objective? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't there be a higher pursuit of cow hunting? then more opportunity for bull hunting. What's the logic here behind FWP's proposal? Sure, it's kind of a multi-prong answer here, so I'll try to try to break it down here a little bit. So um, in some of these districts, you have um, a lot of the elk concentrated on private land. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these private lands allow very little hunting or no hunting at all. Right. Um, that's where you get into accusations of whether landowners are actually harboring elk um, yep. on, on private land. Um, that's a little bit outside of the scope of what we're talking about right now. Um, but the, the elk management's incredibly complicated in mm-hmm. those areas because it's all about access. Mm-hmm. If you can't get hunters to where the elk are to reduce the population or to at least push them back onto public lands where hunters, more hunters have a better crack at them, um, it's, it's been this sort of circular revolving door of we can't get hunters to the elk and the populations keep going up and up right in the meantime fwp is obligated by by state law to manage to objective okay but before you keep going how does this or or what does fwp say that this increases access for hunters sure so um 
let me just back up a little bit. So in an attempt to reduce elk populations in these areas, we have incredibly liberal hunting of cow elk. Right, okay. We're talking, um, you can shoot a cow elk with their general licenses, extra licenses, um, shoulder seasons, right, early right. and late. So there's no shortage of season availability when it comes to cows. And, you know, okay. a lot of the prevailing knowledge is, is that, you know, you can you control elk populations by controlling cow populations. Right, right. Um, I had an interview with Hank Worsak, who is the director of FWP yesterday, and basically what he said was, um, despite everything that's been done, this isn't working. Um, the the cow the cow heavy um, hunting. The cow heavy is the cow heavy opportunity because and he said that the limited permits in some cases are creating animosity among hmm. the landowners. Um, you know they own a chunk of land and they can't shoot a bull on their own land, so why would they let anybody else hunt? Okay, um, that, that's sort of what they're hearing. So the idea is, and correct me if I'm wrong here. By taking away the limited bull tags on private land, it's going to allow the use of a general tag for a bull hunt on private land, correct? Correct. In those eight districts. In those eight districts. Um, in some of the other districts, it's a little bit different. But, right. But yeah, if we're just looking at um, how those are structured, it's it's definitely going to be a change directed at private land versus public land. Okay, so you have... so. Is the idea, when ta- in talking with Warsec, is the idea that the removal of the, the limited entry tag permits is almost an olive branch to these landowners and the hopes that they open their private land up to more hunting? Um, I, I would say that's um, one of the unknowns. Okay. Um, so I, I think uh, Warsec and I d- talked about this quite a bit about um, what, what the approach is. And okay. he came in and, and early on, and I think the governor has been on the record saying that, um, FWP in the past, in their opinion, has not treated landowners how they believe they should have been treated. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's been an adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll hear Warsec talk a lot about the incentive based approach. Right. Um, you know, that obviously gets a lot of people's, um, hackles up for, for reasons, um, you know, as far as like uh, favoring landowners right. and outfitters over the general hunters. So. so do we have an idea of what landowners think about this proposal? So this isn't a new proposal. Um, right. There's a group called United Property Owners of Montana. Um, they kind of came around after a lot of these districts went to special permit um, mm-hmm. in sort of the central Montana breaks area. Okay. Um, and you know, they're very much on the record, both through the regulatory process and through the legislature, trying to push um, policies that if elk are over-objective in a unit, that they cannot be limited hunting for bulls with permits. Right. Um, this is the first time that's really um, gained traction, I think, that I've seen. And, of course, we were under, you know, Democratic administrations for right. the last 16 years. So this is this is a big change there. So now let me play devil's advocate for a minute here. Mm -hmm. Um, If the idea is that we need to increase access um, and increase hunting opportunity for either sex elk on private land Mm. um, and we give uh, kind of 
more of an opportunity to hunt bulls to private landowners and people hunting private land, doesn't that proliferate um, kind of this idea of these elk refuging on private land now that, you know, you could outfit a bull hunt on private land and it could be guaranteed every year, you know, that it, doesn't it drive a more pay to play system and not get more elk killed or? So I think that's absolutely what the detractors of this proposal are saying. Okay. Um, you know, I talked to Marcus Strange at the Montana Wildlife Federation and they just, you know, flat out said this is going against what we know um, currently. Orsec, though, on the other hand, will counter that um, what we know and what we've been trying to, to date has not worked either. Okay. Um, so this deserves a shot. The incentive-based approach deserves a shot. And, you know, I talked to, to Chuck Deneau, who's with um, UPOM, um, that has been heavily invested in pushing a plan like this. And they're obviously happy about, about the proposal. Um, and, you know, he, he talked a lot about what it's like to be a rancher, mm-hmm. particularly a year like this where we had crazy grasshoppers, right. drought, and you're dealing with elk five, six, seven hundred percent of objective right. on your land. Obviously, there's an impact there. Mm-hmm. How you approach that impact um, is, is where you definitely see the divide here. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like this incentive-based uh, approach is leaning more heavily on the social science of wildlife management and less on the actual biology of herd management. Do we have any idea if the science backs up this idea, this incentive-based approach? Well, I, I think, first of all, the, the herds that we're talking about are so large that um, what Warsec is pretty adamant about is that this is gonna be two years of this and it's ultimately not gonna harm the herd. Okay. Um, you're also talking about herds that have very very high bull to cow ratios at this right. point um, some of these districts are managed for older age class bulls some of them um, you know aren't under the elk management plan I think where you really see the social science part of it is in the elk plan and when they actually set the objectives mm-hmm. um, kind of going on at the same time of this is they're doing a, a rewrite of the elk plan uh, Warsec definitely says he would have preferred that the new plan be in place which might change some of these objectives um, before they did the season setting thing, but that um, because of the timing of when they have to do season setting, it just didn't work. Hmm. So the the social side of it is based on, uh, part of the objective is based on landowner tolerance. Right, okay. Um, so, you know, you have these some of these districts, though, which are, are well, well above objective, um, and the landowners, one landowner might say, you know, I don't care if there's a thousand head of elk on my place, but then they hop the fence onto their neighbor's place. So there's just a lot of dynamics here, and it, it deals with private property rights, public wildlife management, and, um, you know, how we're going to strategize to actually bring the number of elk down. Right, okay. And then also, to some extent, how much should they be brought down or should they be brought down at all right, population-wise. Right. So the biology side of it, um, FWP is pretty adamant that, you know, this strategy isn't going to ultimately like harm elk or this isn't a strategy of annihilation. Um, but it is, um, success. I asked, uh, Warsec what success would look like. And he said right away, a lot of elk harvested and a lot of, you know, happy people that are, you know, looking at this more positively and more 
more in the incentive-based, um, I guess, progression of uh, we're, we're going to work together on this. So it sounds like um, from, from what Warsec was saying to you, this is an experiment. What's happened before hasn't worked. Uh, the herds are so big that let's give this a try for two years. Um, and no matter what, it's not going to actually harm the elk herd, but let's see if it uh, benefits all parties involved. Sure. So he, he never used the word experiment. Okay. Um, I asked him a couple different ways, you know, what, where is this coming from? Right. Um, you know, why do you think this is, this is a good idea? And he, he, you know, would say, I don't, you know, we don't know what exactly is going to come out of this, mm -hmm. but what we do know is that the status quo, what we're doing now isn't working. So we need to try something different. Interesting. Yeah. So was there any change to cow hunting in those districts then, along with this um, dropping of the um, bull permits? You know, I haven't seen the full packet. Um, my guess is that there will still be very, very liberal cow hunting regulations. Okay. Um, you know, what? an interesting tangent of this and, and what I something that I actually brought up and then was brought up by, um, by uh, the Montana Wildlife Federation was uh, this idea of, of moving to cow only hunting as an even like stronger incentive to, to do this um, population reduction. How do you mean cow only hunting? No, well, bull, no, no, not even no bull no. harvest, no more special permits. Oh, wow. Only cows in that district. Um, and, and strange indicated that um, there was actually like some support for that. That um, some of the hunters who, you know, want to apply for this permit. Um, said we understand that this is out of whack however we don't believe that incentivizing landowners in this way um, whether you call it an incentive a giveaway uh, uh, you know an acquiesce to, to private interests over um, hmm. you know public interests right um, and you're going to hear all that as this continues yeah it, and so is the is the private versus public right. dynamic here and um this is going to be controversial. It already is controversial. And I think um, this probably only stoked that. Right, right. And so with that in mind, um, this is a proposal. This isn't in any way set in stone or what happens next? Do people have an opportunity to voice their opinions about the proposal? No, I, that's exactly right, Tom. So um it's it is it's really important to know that this is the agency's proposal and it came through this um, long process they've gone through of trying to simplify regulations so they went out to the public and they had a bunch of public meetings and internal and the biologists came back and said well we can reduce possibly reduce some of these hunting districts um, I think there's been a lot of skepticism about that that I've heard from hunting groups on both sides of the aisle um, mm -hmm. you know really um, concern about about the process however simplification on its face I don't think anybody would argue is a bad thing right um, and nobody is so I think it's doing it in the right way um, what we're seeing now though is this is another progression and we're still kind of early in the process right this will go to the Fish and Wildlife Commission on December 14th that's the body that actually makes the decision okay. on whether we're going to do this proposal or a different proposal or or, or whatever happens mm -hmm. um, they're they're expected, I guess, to pass something okay. as a tentative regulation package. That'll go out to the public again, and then um, more public comment, and then we'll come back later in the winter and in February and and actually pass something um, that'll set the regulations the next two years. 
Okay. All right. So still, still a lot to, um, a lot of developments to what our seasons will look like for the next two years. This yeah. is kind of just the beginning of the process, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think there's just a lot of unknowns with all this and that's, I think, um, where a lot of the concern comes from right. is, you know, trying to fill in the unknowns. Now that we have something concrete that we can look at, um, that's going to be debated. Right. And that's where we're actually going to be able to look at numbers and say, we like this or we don't like this. This is a good idea or a bad idea. Right. And, the, you know, those are certainly predictable arguments that are going to come forward. And I think we're going to see a pretty heated uh, December 14th commission meeting because yeah. of this. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Warsuk said, the, what's what's been going on hasn't worked. And he's been very clear that uh, things are going to change. Um, and I guess we'll see through the debate and the public comment um, who the perceived winners and losers are going to be. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can already see that this is a more beneficial package for the landowners in that area. Right. Certainly with... with general permits um Mm -hmm. you know we saw a lot of controversy over these 454 agreements which were um landowners are given one some of these special permits in exchange for letting a limited number of hunters on Um, that's been something in place for a long time but hasn't been used right well that really came out this year and a lot of landowners signed up for it and a lot Mm -hmm. of public hunters got pretty upset about about the terms of some of those deals so right um you know, I, I think there there's going to be, you know, there's never any, any dull moments when it comes to elk management. No, absolutely so, not. Um, People are crazy about elk. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is going to be a continuing thing that we're going to be covering, I mean, for years, um, whether these changes, if they go through, worked or not. Right. Um, you know, I think some other things that are tangential to this that we're going to have to think about is, you know, what does it mean when you take away hundreds potentially of special permits in the state for the remaining special permits because you know hunters just by habit are going to throw their name in the hat somewhere oh yeah so are the odds going to dwindle on those other permits even more than than they already do right right yeah so still a lot of questions about what this proposal could could look like enacted um and in play Mm -hmm. well that's another episode of big sky lead folks um if you want to keep Hearing news about Montana and what's going on, make sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.